Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Weekly Awakening Podcast. It is your host, Cosmic Colleen, back with another weekly astrology update. We got a pretty dynamic week this week. Uh, However, it's going to be a good dynamic week for the most part, but definitely intense. We're going to be starting to plant some seeds and really see some seeds blossom from... Jupiter and Aries, now that we're finishing that out, with this new moon solar eclipse happening Thursday at 12.12 a.m. So technically, I believe that would be Wednesday night, we like to say, but really it's Thursday. So it's coming in hot. We're having this eclipse right at the very end of Taurus, I mean, at the very end of Aries. And then the moon immediately moves into Taurus. As the sun moves into Taurus, Mercury stations retrograde into Taurus. The sun in Taurus squares Pluto. So you get what I'm saying by a lot of intense energy, but, you know, for the most part, it will be pretty good. We'll be having breakthroughs. Like I said, we're getting to the end of Jupiter in Aries. In May, Jupiter will move into Taurus for a year. And if you want to know a little bit more, go back to some of my other episodes that, you know, I guess over the last year that are titled Jupiter in Aries to get a better idea maybe of how this played out. If you're curious and you're not sure how this played out. Or even the last couple episodes, we had a lot of Aries energy finishing out this Jupiter and Aries, and I talk a little bit more with that. So this new moon solar eclipse, we're finishing out this Jupiter Aries. The new moon solar eclipse, when we have eclipse season, it is... Uh, a pivotal change. It doesn't necessarily happen that day, but it sets a story. It um, it sets a, like a domino effect. Something happens, and then that sort of shifts our life in a certain way, and it brings big new beginnings and big new endings. You know, with the lunar eclipse, we have big endings, and then with the solar eclipse, we're beginning, so we have new moon eclipses. I want to tell a little bit of a story about myself and Jupiter and Aries to give you guys a better idea of how this might play out. With Jupiter, we look at our spirituality, expansion, abundance, knowledge and wisdom that is shared with the world, and especially knowledge and wisdom around spirituality and and theories and myths and creation. That is all Jupiter-ruled things. So Jupiter and Aries in Mars' sign, we're beginning the Zodiac. So Jupiter is beginning a brand new 12-year cycle in Aries, um, building those things from the ground up. Jupiter in the fire sign, there was like a really fast beginning, and then we might have had to slow down a little bit, and now it's picking back up, picking up that momentum now that Jupiter's getting ready to leave Aries. So before I talk about the solar eclipse happening in Aries, I want to talk about um, how this played out in my chart this year. So literally... Okay, actually, let me tell you, Jupiter, my natal Jupiter is in my ninth house in the sign of Taurus. Currently, Jupiter is transiting my eighth house. And I won't get into that, what how that is related. I'm just going to talk specifically. So we're going to go to, um, for this story, there's many stories of how this played out, but for this story, I think is really cool. We're going to look to the Jupiter in my ninth house, which is the house of higher learning, teaching, spirituality, and and teaching those, those things. So um, the, literally this time last year, like around the same time that, that what I'm about to say and do, tell you it's happening. So about this time last year, when Jupiter entered Aries, 
my Jupiter got like a brand new beginning. I, if you remember, maybe some of my longtime listeners, I went to my kid's school, Abram's second grade, and I shared about astrology. It was like mom career day, and I shared about astrology. And the kids went wild for it. They loved it, uh, asking all kinds of questions, everything. Didn't think much of it because we don't always know how this is playing out, but I continued to grow in that area. And then this year, almost like to the date, I am speaking, we're getting at the end of it, um, I was asked to speak at this like private retreat. Okay, guys, like literally to the date, which you know that that's what I've wanted to do. I got asked, someone is having like a private retreat at their house, and they asked me to lead the astrology part of it. I'm not even joking. And it's almost to the date. I'm so excited about it. But that's what I'm saying. So do you see how this transit played out? So when it first entered, I didn't quite see, I was presenting to a school, my kid's school, not realizing a year later, yeah, I continued to build and work throughout that year and shift. And now it, the universe presented me an opportunity around almost a year later at the end of this transit to now speak in front of a group of people and present it to them. I'm like, holy shit, that is incredible. So it is, so it's playing out. So right there, Jupiter in my ninth house of teaching, esoteric, you know, astrology, and now it's finishing out. So that's going to continue. See how it's growing? We're seeing a little bit about how our future is growing in some Jupiterian way. And that is how mine. So hopefully this will continue to blossom. I know it will as Jupiter moves into Taurus and blossom from that. So I hope you guys enjoy that story. I'm, I can't believe it. And I'm really excited that, um, that that has happened. If you listen to my New Year's episode, I talked about finding a word and using that for that year of like whatever you want more in your life. And mine was opportunities. And I specifically, especially in January, I would say universe, like opportunity, please present me with opportunities. Or I would just say opportunity, opportunity, opportunities are there. I would just kind of throw the quote out there and like opportunities are showing up. So just want to share that little Jupiter and Aries story for me. If you guys have any stories and you want to send, um, I would love to share them on this show about how Jupiter and Aries has showed up for you this year. Let me know. I would love to share those on the show. So like I said, we have that. We got a lot going on. So let's go to the new moon solar eclipse, finishing out all this Jupiterian energy. I don't know about you, but a lot of my, I think we all have a little bit of this, but I know a lot of my Aries placements um, that I know in my life have like gotten their shit together this year. And especially around health, it seems, and wisdom, whether it's losing weight, um, stopping a toxic habit, adding a workout regimen. I think we all had a little bit of that, though, with Jupiter in Aries. The we, you know, Mars is sign. We got like kind of our body together. You know, I'm one week into my cleanse, like I said, and I cannot believe it. Um, one week in, I lasted. Those first couple of days were really crazy, though. So... Solar eclipse, new beginning around health. So like I said, not just us, uh, but not just our Aries placements, but all of us and to a degree had that. And to get a better idea, where's Aries? Where is Aries in your chart? What house does Aries rule? Where is Mars? And if you find that, you'll probably figure out where you got a new beginning, especially around health. And it could have been mental health, physical health. I feel like a lot of it's going to be related to the physical health though, just being an Aries or, but you know, a lot, both go together. So aligning the mind, um, with the body. So this eclipse is like really, um, while Jupiter was in Aries, we, 
We started to get it together, started to get together. And now this is like a planting a big seed, okay? Planting a big seed around your health. You're really making a big commitment. Maybe it's a personal trainer. Maybe it's, you know, I'm doing this one month cleanse with a coach. Maybe it's finding a walking partner, something like that. Like a like you now have laid the foundation. So how can you make it even bigger and grander and better? You know, what new big big shift, big change are you doing? What new routine? Maybe it's waking up at six in the morning to work out before your kids, something like that. You're going to be taking a little bit bigger with this eclipse. And then this happening with this eclipse is going to like bring these pivot changes. So you're laying the first domino that's going to bring a shift change and it's going to continue from there. Life pivots happen with, with these where, oh shit, that came out of nowhere. And, and now I got to see where I need to pivot some things and they can bring big, you know, life shifts in that way. Doing what you need to get yourself in order, like we said, and and also reflections of where do you need to take charge in your life? If you haven't had as strong as um, some people have had realizing while Jupiter and was in Aries, like how you need to get your shit together, you're going to have that. You're going to really see that with the solar eclipse and you're going to make those changes in your mind or write them out on paper. Sometimes we need to really write things out on paper, not just to manifest, but also like this is where I want to be my goals. And this would definitely be a good goal oriented around yourself and where you want your goals for your mind, body and soul to be. We're going to have positive growth, but we realize that we have to continue to make it happen. This positive growth isn't just going to, if we just lay around and do nothing, this positive growth isn't just going to be coming because we're thinking, you know, to a degree, you still have to make that happen. Like I had posted last week, our happiness is not by accident. We have to literally take um, and retrain our brain. You know, it's about unlearning some days how to really be happy and how to find happiness in the day today. And we're going to get confident with ourselves. We're going to have the power within us to be confident and um, feel more confident and take charge in ourself. Like, yeah, I'm really ready to make this decision and step into this new power. Because when we eliminate some bullshit, we become more powerful, believe it or not. When we get out of our own way, we become more powerful. What I've noticed, what was often blocking my power almost always was myself. Even if it was someone else, it's still myself that welcomes that energy in. So in the end, we are always the person blocking our own power. Remember that. And this would be a good one to really bust through, figure out how am I blocking my own power? In what ways am I What's the word I'm looking for? Stifing? I don't know if that's the word. Like holding your power back. How are you doing that? Because this is going to come with a new release, a new big release. And the seeds, we're going to see the seeds that we started to accumulate over this last year, like I had just told you, a year ago, I didn't realize that teaching the school, you know, I want to do retreats. That's been a goal for years of mine. But I didn't realize the start of the planting of the Jupiter and Aries is going to happen at the school. And then a year later, I'm doing my first retreat someone asked me to do. So a year later, you see how these tiny seeds were planting because I didn't stop what I was doing after I did at my kid's school. I continued to grow my knowledge and excitement and energy and everything for this. And now it's presented with this. So as Jupiter moves into Aries, just like that, we you guys will see the little seeds that you planted over this year. And you'll see like, okay, wow, this is a big stepping stone. But a beginning stepping stone, not the major stepping stone. And now Jupiter moves into Aries and that stepping stone is going to continue. 
It's going to continue a tiny bit here. It's going to continue a tiny bit there and grow in that way. Now, this eclipse, because it's happening at the very end, it's happening at the 29th degree. That's a pivotal breakthrough degree. We know the 29th degree is a sacred degree in um, ancient astrology. So that really means like... Again, I'm loving this for like the end of Jupiter's time in Aries and like the pivotal breakthroughs. But do you see what I'm saying? That the strong pivotal breakthroughs. We're getting to the end of this strong Aries energy. So it's going to be a more grounded, if you could add the word grounded with Aries, but it's going to be a little more of grounded breakthrough. And then Jupiter will move into, and then the moon will move into Taurus, where it will get a little more grounded. And we can see too at the end of this are mistakes we've made in this year and you know the very Mars-like mistakes that can sometimes happen uh, but now we have instead of letting them defeat us and saying ah oh, damn I hate this shadow or how I got in my way in this way whatever we actually allow it to give us a deeper meaning um, and understanding and lead us to more faith so this week I don't think we're going to be discouraged with our shadows we're actually going to be um, not even thinking of them in that way. We're going to be realizing the wisdom of it. We're going to be realizing, seeing the silver lining and understand and having that deeper understanding. I don't know about you. When I go through hard stuff, like that does feel so good. It makes it all worth it when you, you gained the wisdom. Now you know why. Now you have changed. Now you've shifted. Now you have awareness. All that stuff, the after, the wisdom that you can now share is a beautiful thing. And you're, you, that is a gift that we take and to continue the rest of our lives through. So that wisdom is really, really a gift as you're resetting your life and really letting go of some toxic things and some attachments. It's a great new moon to... I think with the full moon with Libra, we really did let go of some attachments. And now the cycle is coming back through. So with the new moon in Libra, opposite Aries, we let go of some toxic things or attachments. If you remember that, that new moon in Libra was very, I mean, the full moon in Libra was very about having those attachments in the forefront of our mind and in the forefront of our life, you know, especially ones around our inner child attachments. I mean, all of our adult attachments are based on our inner child attachments. So we really got to see how we could remove that and give our adult self love and how we can realign ourselves because seeing those attachments, they really don't align with our soul. I mean, it's a really complicated thing. We have attachments. It's not like, you know, I let go of some attachments, but I'll probably have 10 more tomorrow. It's like a funny dance between those. But um, we're at this moment in our life, we're removing certain attachments and we're re realigning our soul because those attachments sort of took us away from our soul. That's a little bit of the Jupiter and Mars, like it took us away. But now we're using that wisdom to remove and reset our life. And this is a really great um, solar eclipse with resetting, the final reset, the final breakthrough. Um, and we're going to be having and feeling that hope, that hope shot in a big way, that passion around hope. We're gonna be leading with passion, leading around hope, leading with love. And this will be a powerful spiritual awakening for a lot of people, honestly. I think this will be, and again, like the come to Jesus spiritual awakenings, the removing of the darkness. Like I said last week, Mars is a little bit uncomfortable in the moon sign in Cancer right now. So we can't discount that. Aries 
planet, Mars, is in Cancer at this moment. So that's why I'm saying to add to the powerful spiritual awakening, Mars activates our feelings in Cancer and, and really deep subconscious things. So I think there's going to be, with that removal, and we've seen the final removal of some toxic things, we're going to have a powerful spiritual awakening into our own self, which is really like I keep saying what this solar eclipse is going to be about. Um, sobering spiritual, expanding your knowledge of self in many different ways, maybe even getting like an energy coach and a, reaching out for an astrology reading, those type of things. Now to add with Mars being in the moon sign right now to add a little bit more with this eclipse, we're going to heal the mistakes of our mothers, grandmothers and bring healing um, and healing our karma uh, lifeline, you know? We're gonna be healing our karma, not to say just bloodline, but lifeline and our family line. And because it's in the moon, we're looking to mothers and grandmothers. And when I say this, it doesn't mean at all that our parents and grandparents are bad, they're not. Like every single parent in this world has their good and bad because they're, they're unlearning, right? We're unlearning what our souls came in here to we're unlearning things from the past, unlearning family traits and patterns, and also rebuilding new things. But within that, we have to honor those mistakes. We have to honor and we have to forgive and we have to love and we have to bring compassion because that is how we heal our family karma. So we're going to be healing by accepting and forgiving maybe some of the faults or the patterns from our mothers, our grandmothers, um, the females in our life. And even a little bit of some friendship within that, um, you know, and you're going to be finally channeling that wisdom from that pain. With that healing, you're going to be now channeling that wisdom within you, and it's going to make you have a better relationship with the divine feminine in yourself, in your family, and other women around you or other divine feminine around you. That is how we're going to do the full circle healing. And we're going to be accepting that pain in a big way. We're going to be learning how to forgive. Think about the song. I love this song. And I feel like it sounds good with this eclipse. Um, from o I Love Oasis. Uh, Don't Look Back in Anger. Play that song. Especially if you're after your healing and you're thinking about or you're thinking about what you need to heal or you're thinking about some of your ancestral lines. Play Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis. <laughs> I, I just love um that song really a lot so that is that's what's up for the solar eclipse in Aries that's moved to the next big thing because this episode's already probably going to be running to about 30 minutes by the time I get done with Mercury retrograde and I try to keep them under 30 I realize I get you know people are more open to listening if they see like 20 minutes the more you start to get over 20 minutes the commitment in their mind gets bigger because of course we're creating a world where no one can listen longer than a minute okay so let's talk about Mercury retrograde um, first of all, this Mercury retrograde, I know, is going to be, I think, an easier Mercury retrograde, even though we have that in the fixed signs, you know. Um, there's mutual reception right now. And mutual reception means when two of the planets are in each other's signs. So we have Mercury, which is Gemini's planet, um, in Taurus. Venus, which is Taurus's planet, is in Gemini. So that means that is what mutual reception is. So right away... When I was like doing my notes, even when I started to look at this Mercury retrograde, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a little bit of an easier Mercury retrograde because v A, there's mutual reception, there's better understanding, there's a little bit better of communication when both of them are, are in that mutual reception. And the host, right, Venus, which is Taurus's host, is, you know, to add to Gemini, it's in that flexible sign of Gemini. So 
before everyone freaks out, you know, I like to go over the rules, but I'm going to, you know, I'll talk about the rules another time because I feel like I, I like to reiterate at every Mercury retrograde, but for my listeners, you guys already know. So we're going to talk specifically, and I, I quote unquote rules of Mercury retrograde, like the generic ones, but that's, I just want to keep it because it's long too to this specifically, to what this is gonna happen. So on Friday, Mercury stations retrograde in the sign of Taurus. Like I said, we got Venus and Gemini, so that means mutual reception. Right away, I love that. It's it's like taking off the pressure of Mercury retrograde by like 15%. 15, 20%, it's taking off the pressure, if you know um, what, what I'm talking about. And it's gonna be a little bit loosey. And they're gonna work together, and they're not really gonna work apart. Mercury retrograde already works opposite, but having the fact that there's mutual reception in the planet it's happening in, they're gonna be working together. They're gonna to be working to strengthen each other and to help each other. Um, so this will be very, very positive. Now, with the thing is with everyone loves to talk about Mercury retrograde as X's coming out of the woodwork. That, that, that can be true. Generally, um, not every Mercury retrograde is that big. The energy is really surrounded about X's coming out of the woodwork to reach out to you. That would be more maybe some sign specific if it's happening in their fifth or seventh house. But some Mercury retrogrades are a little bigger around that. And this is actually going to be one of them. So like I said, not all retrogrades is a really big X energy retrograde, but this one's a little bit, a little bit of one actually. Um, we have the planet of communication, Gemini and Mercury, and the planet of love and uh, relationships and friendships, Venus and Taurus. And there are mutual receptions. So this will definitely be one where lovers, ex-lovers will be uh, return, will be reaching out in some ways, or maybe you will be reaching out to some ways, uh, sisters, aunts, friends, family, friends. Um, all those people may be reaching out to us. I would not be surprised from your past. Shocking. You might also. Now, it doesn't always mean it's time to get back together. Sometimes it's just reflective. Here, I'll talk about the relationship part of Mercury retrograde. So that is a that is a thing, like I said, people say that, but this really has a strong energy of people from your past reaching out just because of the signs that it's playing out in. And if it's an X, sometimes we see the X, yeah, um, for a revision, uh, for a second look. Maybe we really have some un, un, um, unleft business. What's the word I'm looking for? Maybe we have some some more business left to do and chat through in order to get some closure. Maybe it's an ex coming through to um, have a second date. You know, not a second date, but have like a second go around at the relationship. Maybe it's someone that you poo-pooed off and maybe had one or two dates with or you met and then never reached out. But now you guys are all of a sudden talking again. So those, those are like some more positives um, around that relationship and people reaching out. And sometimes our exes come out just so we can see how far we've grown. So keep that in mind. Sometimes it's like, oh yeah, I've grown so far. I'm so over that. And that's no longer what I'm aligning with. So those are really the big possibilities of how that can play out in our life um, in Mercury retrograde. And also the same goes for family and friends, you know, some friends, it could be as simple as a friend reach out to you that you haven't talked to in six years. And now you guys are meeting for lunch. Um, a family member, maybe you previously had a little bit of a fight that you guys were both stubborn with and now they're reaching out and you guys are chatting again, feeling flexible, having that Mercury and having Venus um, in Gemini makes it like more open about communicating. You're gonna be able to 
say what you want to say. And to add to that, our communication, we're going to be revisiting communication and messages with those people in our life, or maybe other people, just people we see all the time that we couldn't really quite get a message across to. We wanted to, but it didn't come out right. We didn't say it right. Well, or it was blocked there. We're going to have easier communication to resurface and look at that. We're also going to be like really relooking at our self-care plan. This year is really a lot about self-care and with Jupiter getting ready to move into Taurus now, we're beginning this week out with really looking at our self-care plan and how does that look and how can we now take the the solar eclipse stuff where we were getting our stuff together and how can we add even more self-love to that. When Mercury retrograde begins, the sun moves in and enters Taurus within 24 hours. So Mercury retrograde and the sun moving into Taurus is going to be happening within 24 hours. Not every Mercury retrograde starts like that. You know, Mercury retrograde, you know, the, the can start and the sun can be in another sign, you know, the sign before it, the sign after it, depending on where Mercury is. So I think it's actually extra powerful that this is beginning with the sun as well. So it's pretty much Mercury retrograde, even though Mercury's been in Taurus, the retrogrades beginning and adding an added power to it. So someone or something, whether it's an idea, um, a joy, a pleasure, a person is re-entering our life path. And as I said earlier, this is going to be, for the most part, a good re-entry. I feel really good about this um, and the revisiting and the rethinking. But someone will be re-entering your life path and to enhance it in some way to to sort of whether it could be just bring you a message that helps you continue down the path you're on or bring you a message or an idea that kind of switches up your path especially we're having this eclipse which is a path switch up happening with it and and kind of throws you off a limb but in a good way and now you know which path you need to take, but you're like, holy shit, I didn't see that. That came out of left field. Um, someone will also bring a message of hope, struggle, happiness. Someone in your past um, or you've had a past encounter with will bring some of those messages re-entering and especially around hope, but you're gonna hear the struggle as well. Um, and Gemini being in, you know, Venus, being in Gemini can bring a sudden flow of communication, like I said, and real and with real truths. You're able to speak your mind how you feel with someone again or how you don't feel anymore. And maybe you didn't know what to say or how to say it, like I said, but now you're saying the right words. So we're really also gonna have a lot of rethinking. If you hear if you get the what I'm saying, it's a re. It's you know, we don't really start new things with Mercury retrograde, but we relook, we rebegin. That's how we can like stay in the in the good vibes of Mercury retrograde. Rethinking what um what is like worth it? Is work worth it or is living my life to the fullest? What does that look like? Am I living my life to the fullest while I'm working so much? And I feel like that is going to be a big complexity with this and rethinking about what really matters. What, you know, what actually matters, having Mercury retrograde in Venus's, Venus likes love, it likes enjoyment, it likes connection, it likes food, it likes relationships, it likes, it's basically what living life to the fullest looks like, we go to Venus. And it's funny, with Mercury, we go to work. So what is happening, what work, um, are we overworked? Are we realizing that you know we don't spend enough time uh, in the enjoyment of life, which is really all that we're gonna be thinking about when we get older? Let me share a little bit story too to relate 
to this a little bit more. I was at my kid's um, birthday party, not my own son's birthday. We were at a birthday party in his class yesterday. And I was talking to one of the um, a husband and wife were standing there and I was chatting with him a little bit. And he is a construction worker and he works really, really hard. And, you know, they were also sharing just like, like everyone, the money and the money issues that they were having. But he also in the same sentence said that in the wintertime, he could do plowing and all these other things, but and in the springtime, but he decided instead of working 15 hours, it wasn't worth it because then he would come home and his daughter would still want to go out and he would. And he realized that he'll take less money living in this apartment with like not he's, you know, not even having money left over at the end of the month to have more time with his daughter. And that's what he was sharing um, with that. And he said, it, it's not worth. He's like, I don't care about the money struggles. I know she's only little for one day and I only have this precious time with her for once. So I would rather have that then work and I thought to myself wow this is like I thought afterwards and I was writing these notes I'm like wow that's really going to be a reflection for a lot of people is what really matters in life and what how do we spend our time and what do we spend our time on and it was really powerful because this guy I see him at all the birthday parties Remy and her have been in the same room um, you know, classroom for the last couple of years. And he really does love his daughter. He's always bringing her and you can tell. And just like, I think that's really profound that someone would choose, Hey, I'll live, you know, I'll struggle with money just so I can have more time with my child. And that's the beauty in life. And I think that that's what we're going to be seeing. And it's hard, you know, and he, and to say broke, He's not like this broke. It's you're broken in the United States if you're in the middle class right now. Like it's unfortunate what they warned us about. Like, you know, they would always say, oh, the further apart you are, the further you are, you know, eventually we're getting further. There's we're losing the middle class in America. We've lost it, in my opinion, since COVID. Like you're either almost everyone I know, myself included, that is what was once a profitable way to live in the United States as middle class is not there anymore. There's either semi-rich, which is the new middle class, <laughs> rich, 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 and effing rich, and billions. You know, all the other people who make amazing salaries that would normally just probably 10, 15 years ago be a very, you know, comfortable way to live in America is no longer that. And, you know, like I said, this guy, he is not hard. He's broke because the United States, you know, made middle class broke. But um, again, I guess the power is that he was choosing his daughter over making all this extra money. He knew that was not worth it. I don't want to get into the whole other, but we are. That's a whole other subject of broke. But it's it's a shame now in America. You really cannot live middle class like comfortably. You're it's just it's really kind of scary but i think with pluto and aquarius we're going to level some things out there just in my personal honest opinion something else i want to share about mercury retrograde now I'll, I'll keep this updated and i'll talk more about it as the as the weeks go on these next couple weeks mercury retrograde we talked a lot about re-entering or re-looking at relationships they say not to enter a new relationship now that doesn't mean that you don't meet someone you know, go for it if you enjoy it. But sometimes it's just that with Mercury retrogrades, Mercury can be a tricky planet. And when it retrogrades, the trickiness of that planet comes out. So you could meet someone and they could be not who they really actually say they are, or it ends up being the wrong timing in like a couple weeks afterwards. Things like that is why we don't really suggest like new 
but definitely a second look about is pretty good too. Okay. Oh, lots of winded, long winded episode. I hope everyone stayed tuned through the end. Thank you so much. Thank you again. You guys have been amazing. You've been supporting me so much. I'm fully self-supporting podcast. I don't ask for money. I don't ask for anything. I just ask that you share this with someone you know, rate, review it, subscribe, comment on my social media, post about it. You guys have been, you know, my day ones out there. You know who you are. You guys have been posting about me, sharing it, telling everyone, and I love you guys. You have been so, I don't know, just really amazing, and I really appreciate that. And again, if anyone has any Jupiter and Aries stories that they want me to share on this podcast, let me know, because I'm curious how this uh, played out, and I'd love to share some more stories with people. I love you all. Have a beautiful day and goodbye.